Hi friends, welcome back to the Because Marriage is Work podcast. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're welcome back to this episode. And on today's episode, we'll be speaking to gender roles. I mean, it's something that we've gotten a lot of sort of requests in terms of speaking to this topic. I think it's one of the controversial issues when it comes to marriage. Yeah. Um, and I think it's ever evolving, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. We've seen from the most predominant traditional, you know, and, you know, to egalitarian in our time mm. and all of that. But yes, I'm sure that all of this is not without some clashes here and there, <laughs> people butting heads. So right, let's speak to this and let's see, let's see where it takes us. Yeah. We're probably going to be the opposite of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, really, when I think of gender roles, um, I think about actions, I think about attitudes that we adopt as individuals regarding, regarding like our, our duties in our families, our duties at home. But then the more important thing for me personally is where does our idea or where does the preconceived notions or what where do the perceived expectations come from as regards gender roles mm. and the answer that first of all comes to my head is that most of it is a product of our socialization mm-hmm. it is a function of how you were raised it is a function of what you were exposed to that yeah. goes a long way in impacting what you believe as norm what you con- what you consider to be norm especially when it comes to these duties or these responsibilities yeah. because someone raising it i don't want to use the word traditional because it always it already seems like i'm giving a connotation to the way they, they were raised but someone raised in a typical or an average nigerian family might find yeah. themselves more exposed to a traditional viewpoint right yeah. and then maybe someone raised in england for example right might have might have been exposed to things a bit differently yeah. and that's not to say that there are people that were raised in nigeria that don't but then i'm the point i'm trying to drive home is that you, they don't drop on us. We don't come carrying it. It is yeah, exactly. It is a function of yeah, socialization. Adopt, yeah, it's a function of socialization. It's a function of how we were raised and how we were read. And personally, for me as well, I think that I would like us to speak to this from the angle of the potential issues that can arise, yeah. because we're not coming to. If you've noticed, we don't prescribe. What we tend to do is to talk through things, leaving you with the tools that you need to make your own decisions, to make your own judgments, and right. to reach a conclusion of what, what best works for you and best works for your family, right? right? And I feel like the issues that I see when the subject of gender roles is discussed like openly, like maybe on social media pages or in other podcasts, is conversations surrounding overwhelm right Mm. conversations surrounding this unspoken battle for fairness yeah and obviously the (laughs) the one i want to say i'm sure that we're starting to say like a broken record because we've used this word quite a few times Mm. resentment oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh no can we not say resentment for the next 10 episodes but then, baby, we can't... We, I, I don't think it's something that we can completely stay clear of. And the reason why I say that is because at the heart of a lot of marital issues, at the heart of it it's just resentment is resentment, brewing. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So, like, let's tackle it from the angle of what is the idea of marriage in the first place. Mm. I see marriage as team sports. 
it is team efforts right and i feel like the reason why many come to conflict when it comes to this is because they have differing perspectives especially as it comes to tackling the issues of the home front so maybe you have a man who was raised in a traditional african nigerian setting where the man is king Mm. the only expectation of a man is financial provision Mm. he comes home to a well-cooked meal a well-laid bed doesn't really have anything else to do other than bring money home right? right and that man who has been exposed to that so has been raised in that kind of setting and that's his perspective of what a man's role is in a marriage right then marries a girl who maybe have her parents were relatively flexible she saw her dad chipping quite a few times she saw her mom do the things that she needed to do as well and then she sort of grown up believing that marriage is largely team effort, right? Yeah. And then she finds herself married to this person who is a traditionalist to the core, right? Yeah. When it comes to the standpoints that the person has regarding gender roles. And at that point, they start to clash. Right. Do you understand? And I feel like that is the major problem. Because if two of you hold traditional roles, traditional viewpoints... And you are happy with it, and that is what rocks. Okay. Yeah, and that's what rocks your right. both. Everyone's Everyone okay. is okay, right? But then, if you see one one person is leaning more towards an egalitarian view of things, and the other person is more of a traditionalist, right? Yeah. You then start to see that they start to have clashes. Yeah. That is when things the com- the conversations about this battle for fairness now yeah. starts to crop up, right? That's when things about overwhelm starts to crop up, and yeah. then. The resentment and the, <laughs> it starts to build up, right? Yeah. But then the question that comes to my mind is, what does it actually mean to be a team player? What does it yeah. mean to honor teamwork in marriage? I mean, I feel, I feel simply, you, if you engage with something that expects you know team contribution from you, mm. you're literally focused on all the work together with the rest of the team, except they were spelled out. Um, Duties, duties yeah right in a case where there are no spelled out duties and when duties are spelled out like that they're accepted and they are spelled out perhaps based on um, expertise or based on skill set mm-hmm. um, proficiency you know in which case if one person does it because they are less skilled you'll be affecting the Outputs, output yeah. of the job right and so if that's not the case and people can actually pick and choose then it's more or less like each member of the team is looking out for the well-being of the team. Mm. And I think the idea of roles is just because there are responsibilities, Mm. right? And in the family front, what's the goal of engaging the responsibilities is to keep the family balanced. Yeah. It's for the wellness, the balance, direction, and all of that of the family, right? Mm. And Mm. so if one person is overwhelmed by the level of work that they get to engage... There's no longer a family. Yeah. Right? Because that's like... There's no congruence there. There's no congruence there. In terms of the values. Like if you say the values are to keep the the wellness. Wellness and balance. And then one of you is... There's no balance. There's no family. Mm. Because if there was, the other person would be aware that one person is overwhelmed. Mm. And the person, based on the idea of the team spirit, will kick in and make sure that you take over. If someone scores a goal... 
in a football match, for example, mm. you don't say your work is done. Mm, mm, so I'm mm. likening that to bringing in all the money. Yeah. So you go out, you work, do all the hard work, and then make some money, and then fund things in the house, and then sit down, right? And that can be either male or female, because, I mean, in our time, I think women have stepped up to that point <laughs> where they can actually make all the money and then fund. <laughs> I don't know if they sit down. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying that to say, that might be a major heavy lifting in the home, mm. right? And if a person does that, that's that can be likened to say, scoring a goal. Yeah, you've done something really phenomenal. You've pushed us toward winning. Mm. But after that, do you sit? No, you keep on playing. Yeah, till the ninety minutes is over. Yeah, right. And in this case, you we keep don't, on there's playing. There's no ninety minutes. Still, just yeah. Right, and so that's like the idea that people should bring to the table. Just the idea that you know, look, we're in this thing together. We're literally doing these things together, except mm. we have agreed that based on strength and proficiency and skill set, we divide we'll, roles. We would rather that one person do this yeah, because they are for the for the best of the team, mm -hmm. right? Um, if there's no such thing, then we are more or less supposed to look out for every single thing mm. together. Mm. I don't feel like there's any particular differentiation except for biological separations mm. in which case a man cannot carry a baby mm. for the woman he can't that nine month period maybe all he has to do is make sure she's getting all the things she wants she's watered and she's carried. fed <laughs> <laughs> she's carrying the baby mm. you know so but my point is apart from those kind of biological or systemic differentiations we are looking out together so mm. maybe that's egalitarian but I feel like that's what it means to be in a team. Yeah. What I hear you say is more of a collaborative view to things, Absolutely. right? We are not we're not we're not gender roles. Mm. Because it feels it feels as though the point where problems or trouble starts to starts to come is when the viewpoint is I've done my bits and yeah. I mean, and I can then fold my arms and I can then look at every other thing. Every other every, thing. Yeah, I can overlook every other and thing the other and person is actually actually under so much pressure trying mm. to meet up with their own role yeah or what has been you know deemed as their, deemed own. As their own role and, and and you know what love is in action is that you are you noticing the other person right mm. you notice the other person so you do not allow someone tilt into overwhelm just on the ground of roles allocated do yeah. you understand because for example, you say you've gone out, you've you've earned, earned so much, your earning power is fantastic, and as such, the person at home is supposed to be the one to take care or do all of the house chores, and yeah. then you come back every Go day. Shopping, <laughs> do all of that. And then you come back every day to an overwhelmed, to a tired yeah. spouse, yeah. right? And you make no notice of that. Yeah. Do you get? You make no notice of that. That is where subtle i i'm promising i'm going to look for another vocabulary but for now that is where subtle resentment starts to build up right. because you constantly come back and make no notice of that it is not as though the other person doesn't have any power yeah. for whatever reason in your family setup if they are the ones that are uh, yeah that. if they are the ones that are earning in the moment it is also your responsibility to make sure that your teammate is not down because right. if your teammate is down then the the whole team is crumbling yeah. and i think the essence of the the, the union, the beauty of marriage is that you become a unified front. Mm, 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 right. Do you get? It right. is that you are constantly looking out for each other. Right. You are constantly on the lookout. It's not, it's, it's not just that distinction to say, I've done my bit, whether or not your bit 
your bit is fine or your bit works that's yeah. that's left to you yeah. in that in that situation there's no marriage right because the beauty of marriage lies in the unity right Lies yeah. in looking out for the other person. Right. Lies in noticing the other person. Lies in ensuring that the other person feels appreciated. Ensuring that the other person feels seen as well. Yeah. Re- regardless of role allocations or role distinctions. Yeah. Because, you you know, you get the example of a woman carrying a baby for nine months. And the reality that a, a man can't biologically do that, right? Yeah. But then there are some men that would not even acknowledge the transitions exactly that the transitions that her body is is going through in that season because Mm. in for lack of a better way to put it it is her role Mm. it is her responsibility Mm. she's the only one that can carry a baby for us but then there's a way that she will carry that pregnancy but she will know that you are yeah yeah, that you are carrying it together you know when people say we are pregnant it's because of how they feel Mm -hmm. it's not it's not it's not primarily because the man also has a uterus mm-hmm. and he has some mm-hmm. something kicking in his but uterus like but then it is there they are in need together yeah. do you understand and i feel like that is where many of us miss it when we lose that sense of being in need together and we try and start saying okay this is what i would do that is what you would do yeah. and then as long as we do that everybody does their part fine right yeah. i mean to some degree and to some extent that's that's cool that's okay but the higher call, the higher place to function from, the mm. higher place to operate from is where each person is giving their 100%. Yeah. You are going above and beyond, above and beyond expectations of you, above and beyond duties allocated to you, above and beyond what, what is it, to make sure that the other person is fine. And in so doing, you will find that that unity will continually be there. Yeah. And you will find that you both are able to then attack things jointly. And even when there's there are lapses, there will be room to speak about it. Mm. There will be it will be easier to to broach a conversation on the subject, right? Yeah. I know that one phase that, for example, that many couples face that also brings this to bear is maybe navigating new parenting. Like mm. a baby has just been born, mm. and maybe for some reason somebody has to take the major role of saying, "Okay, I'm on maternity leave. I'm going to be home with the child," yeah. and then you are still working. But then you make no acknowledgments whatever to the fact that you have a child that has been born. There's a new mm. thing that has evolved in your family, right? And you mm. pay no, no a- a- attention to that adjustment that is necessary for mm. both yourself and your partner. And I think it is so important that we, we start to know what it actually means to honor teamwork. Mm. I remember what you shared um, earlier mm. about... Uh, a friend of yours that decided to go on maternity after his wife had delivered because he was going to take care of the baby so that she could keep working. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm just imagining how, you know, it would come off in some cultures mm. when the man says, I'm going on maternity leave because mm. my wife is in a very critical point in her career and she needs to keep working. Mm. You know, um, some cultures will... Will frown at Probably that. Probably frown at that or even be shocked. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You and, and this is somebody that he's sort of high up in his medical career as well. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. he, he, he was willing to make that compromise, which is why I feel like this conversation needs to even be had from like a value standpoint. Like, do you mm-hmm. understand? Like, what do you value as a family? I think that's where I was coming to mm-hmm. with that um, example. The idea that how do you change what you know so because 
when this is happening people actually do regardless of the preference of traditional style of roles in our own part of the world i'd say that there are people that have seen differently mm. and do differently mm. right and you know but what i want to speak to is people that for example all they've seen yeah is pure traditional style mm. where like you said earlier the man is king and his primary responsibility is provision. Yeah. And the moment he's done that, everybody else must fit in one role or the other to make sure that he's served, mm -hmm. you know, at every level possible. And some people do it without any form of judgment in their mind. Yeah. As to the idea that what they're doing is questionable or wrong. Mm. You know, um, some people do not in any way consider it as a burden to the woman for example because it is assumed that that's our own job yeah right and so in our time where it feels like society is changing you know things are really changing compared to maybe back in the day where we might explain how things worked you know some people still would have the mindset that there is nothing wrong because that's what they saw so, but that doesn't mean they can't change it, right? So, what I want us to speak to is the how to change. And that's because I'm saying this because someone might be stuck, perhaps, that has gotten married to a wife with a different view. And, for example, hasn't particularly done any of the things that keeps him staying off most, say, for example, domestic chores now. Hasn't particularly done any of that. I want to crack a joke. Sorry, I don't. I, I, in my head, you know what just came to my mind? Right. She just moved to England. He <laughs> just, just moved to England. He yeah. just moved to England. Once he just moves, that traditional thing will just be deleted. That's Control not necessarily delete. true. Because there are people that then have marital issues mm. and maybe even leads to separation because they now find out they can't actually cope mm. just based on this conversation we're having. Yeah, but as what I'm saying is that you will find yourselves in situations where that adjustment mm. is needed, is necessary. Do yeah. you understand? And then it will then call to question your ability to embrace change, your ability to learn to do differently. Mm. Because, for example, I, I think about the two of us, right? Well, I grew up, my mom was a single parent, so I can't really talk about my socialization and my viewpoints that much. But then I know that you grew up in a in a somewhat traditional family. But then I think about your parents and I, and I see, see how your dad still made sure that your mom rose to the pinnacle of her career. He being a pastor, she still rose to the pinnacle of her career. And I see how that also influenced the way you and your brothers view certain things, right? Because getting married to you, I, I, was, I was amazed at how hands-on you were. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know about my family even being traditional. Mm. you know um because apart from when my dad is you know at work mm. it probably is just as present you know with responsibility carry your like mom's mom bag <laughs> <laughs> you know and he, i i think that part of the influences i had to even have the interest to cook you know have the interest to clean i have the interest to do the things that i do is because i see my dad do it mm. it didn't feel like anything it needs to be like a big deal. Yeah, it felt like a necessity. It felt like something that you should know to do. Mm. Right? Um, and I'm actually grateful that I, I can. Yeah. And why do I say that? It's because judging our reality and seeing 
the number of times that I would have to take responsibility for things that might be deemed a woman's responsibility, mm. you know, in another setting. And I'm wondering, what if I actually also assumed it was a woman's responsibility and didn't do it? What was going to happen? Like, who was going to die? You know, <laughs> like, that's the way I view it. And I'm like, I'm grateful that I'm not in that school of thought where it is assumed that you can't do it mm. because you're not female. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think if it's possible for men to come to that place where they are flexible enough mm. to realize that it's actually an essential when you are in a union with somebody else, that you are actually first both human. Yeah. Right. And the same way you might feel burdened or tired or, you know, overwhelmed or whatever it is that happens to you happens to the other person. Yeah. And maybe even more. Right. And so it just begs the necessity to see from that point of view that if this person gets tired like i do get tired if this person gets overwhelmed like i do get overwhelmed then is it not worth having a conversation around the things that we do together to mm. keep this home running and be sure that they are very happy and comfortable with all the things that they get to do or contribute and as i'm speaking i feel like i'm speaking a lot tilted to men but let's not forget that it's possible that some women actually do all they do to be anything they are until they are married. Mm. And then what they want to do after they're married is to sit down and be taken care of. Yeah, so... Right? <laughs> <laughs> and in that case as well, that might then pose some burden on the guy to perhaps do more than he might have felt capable of mm. and would pose to be capable of until he's frustrated. Mm. Right? When, if, for example, they both had the idea of ensuring that they supported in every regard and each one was bringing to the table what was you know possible using the extent of their potential they might have more ease mm. than if one person felt like no i shouldn't do anything i'll take care of the kids i will you know and you do all the work you it is best that people actually understand what's the extent of your ability of your capacity how much is that worth in terms of the balance that we will get mm. when you contribute it mm. and if we find out that we will not have balance how about we figure out how we're going to even that out? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's, that's a necessary conversation. I think even prior to marriage, that's a necessary conversation that people should have in terms of what their expectations will be when they get into marriage regarding these things, right? And I feel like we've sort of walked both sides of the coin where in Nigeria, you were not working from home, you were going out daily. There was a season where I was off work for a prolonged period of time. But even at that, I had help. We had a house help. Mm. We had a driver. We had things that made my life relatively easy, right? Yeah. And didn't make me feel overwhelmed or feel burdened. But then also transitioning into the UK where all of those help were things that we had to do away with, right? Yeah. And then... It, it was back no, to us both. That it's just two of you, <laughs> your two kids, and life at the same pace, pace. or even, or even, even more. yeah, <laughs> do you get and life coming at us with different responsibilities, life coming at us with different things that we need to deal with. And I know that one thing that we do, we, we aim to do on this podcast is to, to share real life stories and real life mm. experiences. For example, the, the, the more recent ex- example that comes to my mind is when I started this new job. Yeah. And 
it then seemed like there was a very huge burden on you because first of all, I was working. I am not, I was, I am working 47 miles away from our home. Yeah. Going that far in the morning, coming back home in the evening and the responsibilities of that, right? And, and then he then... to be available. Yeah. And then he right. then, it, there was then a point where it seemed like there were days that you needed a break, mm. right? And I also was like, oh no, I'm tired. I'm tired from driving. And those are the realities actually. Because <laughs> whilst, you're, whilst you're saying your own bit of how, you know, overwhelmed you are, mm-hmm. I'm wondering in my head, okay, I've not particularly been playing, mm-hmm. you know, because I'll sort the kids out and I'll still have to work. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done, I'll go back to sort the kids out again. Mm-hmm. And then you come home and I sort you out, you mm-hmm. know, and you're tired. Yes, fair and square, but I'm tired too. Mm-hmm. And then I remember one particular day where, where we then had to sit with each other because it then seemed like I had started this conversation because I think you were asking me for something. And then I had then started this conversation around like, I'm exhausted, I'm tired. And it was then almost as though... It wasn't sex. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let everybody know it wasn't sex. And then it, was then, it, was then, it was then as though we were then... We then because got to a point. Entire exhausted together and asking for something. It just feels no, like no, 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 so, yeah, no. And then it then, it then <laughs> no. I feel like on that ground, you're very, very, very rational and reasonable. And then it then seemed like we're we're at the point of then listing out. Oh, who's, it was who's who's, who's yes, who's more tired? <laughs> and then I was, and then I was just looking at the two of us. I like I can't really believe that we're doing well, this. Well, I was looking at two of us too. I wonder where you're going to give up. <laughs> because it seemed like everybody was now painting their we're own point. Like, okay, this is the reason too. why I should be tired. I drove forty-seven miles to work, and I drove forty-seven miles back. And, and then when I was, you had dinner when you came home. And then when I, I was, <laughs> and then when I was at work, I stood the whole day. I was walking around. I walked eleven floors. I did this. I did something, something, thousand steps. Do you not expect that I'll be tired? And I, I, I see how that can be the reality yeah. of somebody else, where there's that battle for fairness, right? right? But then I think it all boils down back to what we said at the beginning, where instead of focusing on fairness, you focus on what you value as a family. Mm-hmm. And I know that values do change per time, right? right? And we've come to the point where we've accepted the fact that at this stage of our lives, this current position that we're in for the next couple of months while I'm at this current job, it will take a different a different level of commitment from both of us. Yeah. And that didn't happen without a necessary conversation where we then spoke things through and spoke things out and, and, and acknowledged each other's pain points. Yeah. And you know something I want to quickly chip in as we round this off is that sometimes it's not without, it's not without pain. Right, the fact that we sit here having this conversation together, laughing about these things, doesn't mean that those conversations were without pain. Mm. The beauty, I believe, of a couple that understand that they are in what they are in together, and they are a team, and they are expected to commit to it in truth, mm. one to the other. The beauty is that regardless of the pain, each one is still looking out for the next one. Mm, each mm. one is still coming to the place where I can find a way yeah. to make it easier for you. Yeah. And they are not particularly doing that mm. without the idea that the other one is also considering the same thing that I will find a way as well to make it easier for you. I mean, coming together to the table with that kind of heart there's no way you're not going to find a solution. 
Well, I feel like I feel like that just nicely sums up everything that we're trying to pass across in this conversation. Mm. Like the mindset should be, I would find a way to make your life easy. And yeah. the next person is has that mindset as well. I will find a way to make sure that your life is easy. Right. Like so, instead of bothering yourself about egalitarian, traditional, transitional, whatever, whatever <laughs> the case may be, just make sure that you are contributing to make sure that your partner's life it's is easy. easy. And that will require that at every point in time, you both are giving your hundred percent. Right. Right. Absolutely. You both are bringing your hundred, you're bringing your A game to the table. And we know that there'll be times when that A game will come down, but at least you'll be able to balance it out. Because if each one person, per- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one person should pull up as much each time to a hundred. And that is not, that is not saying it, it has to be the wife or it has to be the husband. Yeah. It is that call to understand that one first person. of all, we're unified font. Next, second of all, teamwork, and to be a team player in this marriage means mm. that I honor that unity that we prize so much. Yeah. And I am committed to making your life easy. And there should be a hundred at each point in time. And then just that, I know that we emphasize this a lot. Conversations. Mm. Speaking about it. Speaking about what you need. Speaking about the... Don't expect the other person to be a mind reader. Because that's another thing when these things crop up. Right. Expectations, right? Un- uncommunicated. Expectations unexpressed, right? Yeah. Because I think about that scenario that I was speaking about regarding us. After that conversation, we were able to come up with strategies from that place. Like, oh, so maybe I cook on Saturdays. I freeze this amount of, of packs of food. Right. That makes it way easier. We, we draw a, a structured timetable. I mean, we, we thrive in routines we've been working with routines but it just seemed like in that season yeah those routines were hijacked from us yes those routines were hijacked from us but then from that place of having a necessary conversation we then were able to see how we could make it easy for one another Mm. Mm. and that's how i started getting my free every evening massages when i get back from work because of my overwhelm and my, my sore legs and my sore muscles but then i joke but you should pay. <laughs> <laughs> I joke, but the reality is that you're a unified team. Yeah. And you don't you don't need you don't need to get to the point of conflict before you start to realize that you can make that necessary adjustment to make the life of the person you are married to easy. Easy. Male or female. Right. Like so it goes both ways. Right. Wife, you're committed to making the the life of your husband easy. Husband, you're committed to make making the life of your wife easy. And as long as that is at the back of your mind, that's your major driver. as that's your major driver, you will realize that separating roles, creating distinctions will be the last thing on your mind. Because it is for the good of our team. And we step up to the ball and we make sure that the team is fine. Right. And even this bit of the battle for fairness, like I'm standing up for my rights. I feel like I've been walked over. I've been, it won't be a thing because every two of you know, yeah, know that each one of you is giving a hundred and each one of you is, do you understand? Because, you know, it's also important to say this thing because there'll be seasons in life where maybe one person might be absent from the home front Mm. for a period of time. But knowing that 
in this season, this is what we value as a couple. This is a decision that we've made as a couple mm. that this person needs. Like that example of my colleague that we gave earlier, his, his wife was at a critical point in her career that if she stepped away from, from, from work at that season for a prolonged period on maternity leave, she might have missed out on some important opportunities. And both of them as a, as a family valued that opportunity for her. Right. And they made that decision to say, you know what, I will step back in this season. Yeah. You go, go for whatever. I will take maternity leave right. and I will be with the child. You go for your dreams and do what, do. Do you understand? So that joint agreement. And that only happens when it's obvious to both of them that the victory of one is the victory of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like also the the it, it is easier for that commitment to be made if both of you see that there's that constant commitment to your own growth as well, right? Yeah. Where where it doesn't feel like some one person because I know, I know that another bone of contention and that might be out of the context of this conversation. I know that another bone of contention is where one person feels like they've been a pushover and they've done more of the sacrificing in a relationship. They've had to sacrifice more of their dreams, sacrifice more of their everything, whereas the other person is flying. But then I feel like it's his, there's a responsibility on us to be conscious per time that we're not leaving each other behind. And there's a tendency for that to happen, especially with um, agreeable spouses. Mm. Um, and of course, you can easily keep quiet as an agreeable spouse um, and if you have for example a consensual spouse that spouse just keeps driving hard at their at their goals and the agreeable one is probably i borrowed the word now for tonight resenting the progress of that one but mm -hmm. it's not able to speak and it's acting like a matter um literally lay laying, my laying life. their life down but resenting while at it mm. right i feel that just Reacquaint what we've said that each person ensure that what they are intending to do and achieve is to make sure that they are looking out for the other person. Mm. I feel the necessity to know what traits or personality your spouse holds. Mm. The necessity is crucial such that you can tell how to deal with them in different situations. Because the fact that your spouse says it's okay might not mean it's okay. Mm. Depends on who they are. Yeah. Depends on who they are. And so if you feel like things are actually going really cool for you and you realize it's not the same for your spouse, you want to actually stop and check mm. what is going on. Are we still driving together? Are we still winning together? Are we still acting together? Are we still on board together? Yeah. yeah. You know. I, I feel like also it's just important to just re-echo in, in line of what we're saying. I don't think that it is fair that any one of the two of you completely lay all of their dreams on the altar of marriage. Except their dream is the marriage. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> and that would then be their choice. But then you, you marry somebody, a woman who had dreams, who had a goal, who had a vision. Or a man. Or a, you married a man <laughs> who had a dream, who had a goal, who had a vision, right? And then life is happening and we all embrace it, different seasons. Understanding seasons is something that we all need to do, right? So you, you get, she gets pregnant, she ha maybe has a rough pregnancy or whatever, and then agrees again to be the one to stay back and do the full stretch of the maternity process and be home with the child and all of that. But you need to do those constant check-ins. Like, as, as, as it regards your goals, 
as it regards the kind of person that you were hoping to become when yeah, we first met are we there? how how are, are we, we picking, picking up, up? Are we how up? are we catching up right and that will also mean that sometimes the other person will need to step back for a minute to allow the person the other person play catch up on their dreams on their goals on their aspirations as well right. i think that that mindset of constantly looking to each other's good and saying how would i make your life easy yeah is very important and it is not negotiable right whatever you do guys make sure that each person ensures the other person is shiny mm, mm. marriage is team effort and ensure that your perspective is in harmony remember marriages work and the marriages that work are worked at we're forever rooting for you.